What a night it was down at Citizens Bank Park last night. Granted, it got to a late start after a rain delay and it moved along at a glacial pace, but the end product was certainly worth the invested time as the Phillies win it 7-4, the first game of a three, a four-game series at home against the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, May the 14th, as we come off. Yes, I'm going to say it in my opinion. The best win of the season so far last night against the Brewers. The first game against the team that came so close to the World Series last year and playing good baseball again this year in the Phillies. Down early and just a gritty, tough performance. They fight back and ultimately pull away late and able to hold on on a night when Aaron Nola didn't have his best stuff or anything close on a night where things weren't going their way. They battled. They fought a resilient victory against a really good team at home. And all of a sudden, the Phillies are 24 and 16 on the season, eight games over 500 and three and a half games up in the National League East. We'll look at the state of the standings across the board a little bit later and where the Phillies sit in the National League as they've been playing some pretty darn good baseball lately. But first, let's not gloss over again what was, in my opinion, the best win of the season. Obviously, they've had games where they beat up on teams more. They had games where there was more excitement and emotion, obviously. Some of those early season games, and of course, Harper's return to Washington. But last night, in my opinion, considering the opponent and considering the way the game played out last night for me was the best win of the season, the the one I was most proud of the team after, is they just fought. They just fought the entire way through the game and weren't willing to take a loss in what was a really fun, important game at home against a great Brewers team. And again, a Brewers team that got on the Phillies early. Aaron Nola just struggled out of the gate yet again in cold weather when it's uncomfortable out there. Aaron Nola, not his best, it appears, uh, you know, which look... The good news on that is that summer is coming, so it should get better. But the bad news on that, of course, that once you get to October, you want someone who can handle the cold. So hopefully that is a uh, a fluky thing more than a reality. But the Phillies go down early 2-0. Christian Yelich doubles in a run in the first. And then Yasmani Grandel triples Christian Yelich in after that. But the Phillies bounce back in the second as Aaron Nola helping his cause. Granted, it was an error. But Aaron Nola hits into an error at first base. Cesar Hernandez and Mike Calfranco score. And it was close to being, could have been scored the uh, other way. But regardless, Aaron Nola knocks in a couple, but gives it right back the next inning. In the third inning, Mike Mustakis, a monster shot to right field just off the bat. You knew it was going. And that made 3 to 2. And Lorenzo Kane, he of the five hit night. Also made the last out, though. Let's not forget that. And I'm going five or six. An important out it was. But Kane doubles in a run there. Makes it four to two in the fourth. But yet again, yet again, even though at that point Aaron Nola was out of the game as 
Uh, Nola was, uh, again, only able to get through three innings pitched through 84 pitches and three innings, five hits, three earned run, three walks, three strikeouts, just a, an awful outing from Aaron Nola. Let's be real about it against a good Brewers lineup. Wasn't, uh, wasn't throwing his fastball. It seemed at all seemed to be uncomfortable with it. And again, the weather just shaky performance, which, disappointing from Nola considering how we've felt pretty bullish about him based on his last few starts. And obviously the start in St. Louis, you're, you you felt like Nola was back, a good Cardinals lineup, a game they needed. And, you know, his stuff was moving and, and he was, you know, tricking people, tricking hitters and all that. And um, just had nothing last night but ultimately the offense yet again picks him up is the fact that as bad as Noel has been at times this year he is still yet to suffer a loss still 3-0 in the season he wouldn't get a win obviously with three innings and three allowed but um the Phillies battle back Cesar Hernandez a two-run shot in the fist scores JT Romuto to make it four to four Cesar just continues to crush the ball he two for three on the night Three runs scored and two RBIs. Cesar Hernandez had like an offensive beast for this team right now. A 306 average on the season now. Second on the team in OPS to Reese Hoskins. Passes Bryce Harper there. Harper, a rough night at the dish. 0 for 4 at the dish. Did have a stellar, huge, monster defensive play later in the game. We'll get to that. Probably the play of the game. In, in all, as uh, really bases loaded in the seventh inning and uh, in the eighth, seventh inning, yes. And um, and Adam Morgan comes in, uh, two outs, and gets a fly ball to right. And Bryce Harper just running, makes a diving catch to basically save the game there. Ultimately, a huge catch because in the bottom of the seventh inning, the Phillies would finally after just kind of nibbling and, and and fighting for it, finally take a lead in this baseball game. They get a 5-4 to four lead on a JT Romuto double, a huge double. As Segura gets on base, ends up stealing second, which, alert, the Phillies stole base. That never happens. Uh, Rees, uh, both Harper, Harper strikes out. Rees does as well. Uh, Harper pops out, then Rees strikes out. And uh, and Segura, that Sol Mesa ends up mattering, though. He might have scored from first anyway on a uh, running on two outs, but JT Romita just lines a ball into the left field center gap over the head of the left fielder. And uh, ultimately, Segura scores easily from second. And uh, it was huge. It was huge. They take a lead there. They would add on two more as a couple batters later. Odubel Herrera. Rips one to the opposite field, a deep left center field, and uh, able to, uh, it almost looked like the ball was slicing as the left fielder was coming up on it. It looked like he was going to have a chance to make the play, and all of a sudden it just kind of sliced aggressively over his head. Thank goodness for that slice as the ball would go to the wall. Cesar and J.D. Romito would score, and the Phillies took a 7-4 to lead that they would not relinquish as Adam Morgan... Pitches uh, an inning and a third of just shutout clean baseball. Adam Morgan, a stud, had that one bad outing, but has been just great otherwise. And obviously Pat Neshek comes in and shuts it down in the ninth, which was nice to see from Neshek as uh, 
Uh, you know, look, uh, this this team, you can never get me enough runs with this team because I'm always terrified with this uh, with this offense. Uh, with this bullpen late in games, I don't feel super comfortable at any point, I'll tell you that much. Some other notes uh, from the game as uh, ultimately just a huge Phillies win. Again, in my opinion, the best of the season because of the resiliency it showed, the opponent they're facing, the way they did it, the way they kept battling back, the way... How even though their ace, uh, you know, supposed ace was out there and just didn't have anything close to his best stuff, they are able to take it in stride and limit the damage and find a way to compete and compete and compete and compete until they could take a lead. Through seven innings, the Phillies had walked eight guys and none of them scored. How crazy is that to think about? Um, some other notes, Aaron Nola continues to struggle in the first innings of games. He's allowed seven runs in nine innings so far this season, nine first innings, no PS well over a thousand. Um, and also historically the first inning has been his worst inning in his career pretty handily. So, uh, something to watch moving forward. Nola was just horrendous across the board last night, but, um, it is something to monitor. It's certainly something to monitor as he continues to struggle. By the way, did I, I mentioned it before, but. It was a 40-minute first inning, which after the rain delay and then the 40-minute first inning, it felt like this game might never end. Phillies get some base runners in the first, unable to capitalize. 40-minute first inning, um, and then uh, the game progresses from there. Harper, again, mentioned the uh, the struggles that the play wasn't great, but um, ultimately did make that huge defensive play, so you, know, you feel better about it. Another note, Jose Alvarez who earlier in the season was pretty much a punchline and deserved because of the horrendous outings he had, comes in in the uh, in the fifth with a, a huge spot as comes in a high-leverage situation with the bases loaded, gets a huge out, then comes out and pitches another clean inning. Don't look now, but Jose Alvarez has been pretty good over his last 10 outings or so. A low ERA, he has been uh, serviceable. So... You know, look, I'm not a Jose Alvarez fan by any means, but maybe there's a potential for him not to be horrendous. We'll see. Um, but keep an eye on that. Andrew Knapp comes in, pinch hits, get grounds into a double play, least shocking thing ever. I have struggled with the Andrew Knapp things. If you've listened to the show at all, you know that I am not a fan of Andrew Knapp as a backup catcher. But recently, Zach Eflin, who has had Knapp catch for him his last three outings, and as we talked about yesterday uh, in the show, those three outings have been pretty good. <laughs> as uh, Eflin, 25 innings, you know, had the uh, two complete games over that time. And, oh, of course, Zach Eflin has gone and credited a lot of that to his catcher, Andrew Knapp. So makes it harder to hate on Knapp if he's uh, that valuable to Eflin, as, Eflin, as valuable as Eflin's been. Um, but... When he comes in and pinch hits and grounds into a double play, it is uh, it is certainly frustrating. I also thought it was a, a strange move by Gabe to use Nap. There it was the sixth inning at the time, and he decides to go with Nap in the sixth inning of a tie game when he's your backup catcher. So I thought that was strange. You had Goslin available. You had Rodriguez available. Um, it felt strange. It felt strange to me. I don't know why you want to use uh, not use or use your backup catcher there when there's the potential for this game to go to multiple levels of extra innings, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got Real Muto having to catch forever. So I thought that was a really strange move by Gabe that wasn't really talked about much. 
But for me, I would have pinch hit one of the other guys, both because they're just better hitters. And Sean Rodriguez never got in the game, by the way. But just a better hitter, as most are. Sorry, Andrew. But uh, more so also because I just don't know why you want to waste uh, waste him there. It seems uh, it seems a strange a strange decision by Gabe. But regardless, it didn't end up hurting them. The Phillies obviously able to come out with a seven to four victory. Just a a really again for for many reasons in my mind. Just a a really great victory for this team. We talked about how they've struggled on the road in opening games of series. And in general, it seems like sometimes in the opening game of series, they have not brought it last night, just a game that could have easily gone sideways very quickly. They're down to nothing. Uh, and they just keep falling behind and then they're battling in a tie game. And it just, it felt like one of those games where they believed they were never out of it. And thus they were never out of it. And it was just awesome to see. It's the type of game that good teams win against a good opponent, an opponent that's really talented that, again, was really close to making it to the World Series last year and has the current player who is most likely to be the MVP of baseball, either him or Cody Bellinger, and Christian Yelich, who uh, obviously flashed what he does in the first inning with that big RBI double. Um, They're a really, really good baseball team, and... They came in here, the Phillies coming after a six-game road trip, coming back for the first game at home for a seven-game homestand. That's the type of spot it feels like we've seen this Phillies team come out flat. And in that first inning with Nola certainly coming out flat, it just felt like that's what we were going to get. And lo and behold, that wasn't the case. And the team really just fought hard on both ends of the ball, offensively, defensively. They were able to pick Aaron Nola up, who... Just didn't have it. The pen, for the most part, outside of Sir Anthony Dominguez, who had a, a rough outing, wasn't able to get through an inning. Um, the pen pitched really well as well. Nicasio struggled at times. They are able to bail him out as Alvarez came in and bailed him out there. So uh, they were able to get through it. Again, a uh, needing to use the bullpen after a starter only goes three is less than ideal, but they were able to get through it, and they battled as a group, as a team, and... Um, they were able to capitalize, and uh, I think it's a big win. It was a big win for this team in a, in a game that I think matters in the sense that it's uh, we're, we're talking it's early in the season, but it's good for this team to know that they can they can win these types of games. That felt like it didn't feel like a playoff game. I'm not going to go there, but it felt like a meaningful early season baseball game last night, and the Phillies were able to come out on top. And I think uh, I think we'll definitely we rip them when they come out lifeless and flat in these spots. Uh, it's only fair to credit them when they come out and really fight hard and play good baseball in these spots as well. All right, coming up, uh, in addition to looking ahead to tonight's game against the Brewers as this series continues, the Phillies have a chance to at least clinch a series tie if they can win tonight. After taking the first game of the series, we'll get into that coming up as well as a look at the standings, looking at where the Phillies are at right now, where they stand in the National League East, where they stand in the National League at large, and how that's going to shake out. Plus, a little bit of news about a pitcher on the staff as well. That's coming up and more. It's Phillies Today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies Today. James Seltzer coming up in a bit. We'll look at tonight's game against 
the Milwaukee Brewers as well as looking at the standings in just a second. First, uh, a quick note that came out yesterday before the game as they talked to Gabe and the team. David Robertson has been told to not throw for at least three weeks. He'll be out at least a month, probably more when you're told not to throw for three weeks. I would guess he's out potentially a couple months at, at, you know, and maybe even at best as that's what I said when the injury came down. Whenever I hear elbow soreness, I fear the worst. I just, it seems like too many times in Major League Baseball when you hear elbow soreness that it ultimately leads to a visit with Dr. James Andrews or something of the like. And I'm just worried that's what's going to happen with Robertson as they are, uh, you know, it, it, look, he's not a linchpin for this pen. Obviously, they've they've gotten by without him, but he's certainly someone who they had in their mind as someone who was going to contribute for this team. It seemed like he was their idea to be the closer coming out of uh of spring training and that was the way they were going to use him but um clearly right now certainly not in the short-term plans and i personally wouldn't count on him being in the long-term plans but we'll see how it all shakes out um but right now certainly we won't be seeing david robinson anytime soon that we know for sure all right in a sec we'll, we'll look ahead to tonight's game against the brewers but first let's take a look as mentioned at the standings and where the phillies sit right now is they are as mentioned before three and a half games up in the national league east right now a 24 and 16 record the atlanta braves 21 and 20 at three and a half games behind them the only other team in the division with a Winning record, also the only other team in the division with a plus run differential. The Phillies lead the division with a plus 42 run differential. The Philly, the Braves are next at plus one. <laughs> yep, so the Phillies have a plus 41 run differential on the Braves. We're second after that, it's the Mets at minus 15, the Nats at minus 25, and then the Miami Marlins at minus 91. And look, run differential isn't a be-all, end-all, but it has proven to be a pretty good predictor of success, of future success and all that. So it's something that's good to see uh, for this Phillies team. After the Braves, the Mets at 19 and 28 game back at the Braves, four and a half back of the Phillies. Then the Nats just floundering 16 and 24. They're eight back of the Phillies right now. As again, the Phillies, look, it's, uh, it's only May 14th, but on the flip side, we're halfway through May and the Phillies have a three and a half game lead. And they're eight games above 500. So it's nice to see. Looking at the uh, the National League at large, the Phillies have the third best record in the National League. The Chicago Cubs at 24 and 14, the best record by uh, two games in the loss column on the Phillies. Obviously, the Phillies same amount of wins. The uh, Dodgers at 27 and 16 have the second best record in the National League by win percentages. They are three games better than the wing Phillies in the win column, and obviously. Same in the loss comes. The Phillies right there with the best teams in the National League. The Dodgers so far, to my money, have been the best I've seen. They just seem like they can beat in a lot of different ways and have a lot of different pieces to throw at you. But the Phillies are right there in the conversation. And we saw that last night against the Brewers, who at 24-19 and 19 are two and a half back in the Central. The Pirates right behind them at 20-17, and 17, as well as the Cardinals at 22-19. and 19. All three of those teams within three and a half games of the Cubs there is... That is a compelling division race as well. And then the Dodgers, a nice three-and-a-half game lead over the uh, Diamondbacks. And then the uh, Padres, a game back of that at four games back of the Dodgers. The Rockies, who the Phillies will see later as we get 19 and 21, still struggling a little bit. 
six and a half back of the Dodgers. But look, the Phillies are, are looking pretty good right now. They're playing really good baseball. It's a tough stretch coming up, as we mentioned. You look at the teams we've talked about. They're playing, obviously, the Brewers now. The Brewers five games above five hundred after losing last night. They'll play the Brewers again next week in Milwaukee. They play the Rockies, as I mentioned, who are two games under, but still a, a good team, as we saw when Philadelphia went out to play them in Colorado. And then they have the Cubs in Chicago next week. The Cubs, as I mentioned, the best record in the National League, 24-14. and 14. Um, That's a tough stretch of baseball. Then after that, the Dodgers and the Padres out on the West Coast. The Dodgers, the second-best record in the National League, and the Padres at 22-19. and 19. So you're talking about the Phillies not only playing a stretch of 14 straight days of baseball, but... Every single team they are playing over that stretch, except for the three against the Rockies, are against teams who have records over 500, and in a couple cases, the best records in the National League. So uh, we've talked a lot about the the Cardinals series and then now this Brewers series being measuring stick type series for the Phillies at this point in the season. And again, it's early, but um, to look at these games and these series and say, all right, let's see where the Phillies stack up against the best teams in the National League. And... I think you could say this month is going to be a measuring stick month, especially these next two weeks are going to be measuring stick weeks as uh, next three weeks, really, excuse me, as they have um, over the next three weeks, they will face the Brewers again after this series, a four-game series here with the Brewers. They've got the Rockies. They got the Cubs. They got the Cardinals. They got the Dodgers. They got the Padres. Those are all the best teams in the National League, all of them. So... It's going to be really interesting. I think we're going to feel, as I've said multiple times, we're going to have a real good feel for what this team is after the month of May. But it was great to see how it started out last night against the Brewers. And, again, the Brewers are playing good baseball this year. And you look at where the Phillies stack up. They stack up really nicely in the National League right now. Quick look at where the American League is at just to keep an eye on it as uh, – we have the uh, a couple division races. Teams starting to look to pull away earlier, trying to as the Houston Astros a six and a half game lead in the West at twenty seven and fifteen. The An- uh, Los Angeles Angels are uh, six and a half back, and the Mariners seven and a half, and the o- Oakland A's and Rangers eight back each. That the Astros are a really good baseball team, and they are pulling away there. So that's something to watch. The uh, the Twins four games up on the Indians. There's still a lot of baseball left to go there, but the Twins young and plucky. And then the uh, AL East all of a sudden a three team race is the Red Sox after starting horrendous start to the season. Now 22 and 19, the Yankees 24 and 16, and the Rays at 24 and 15. Three games separated by three games. There three teams separated by three games. The Rays only a half game up on the Yankees, which is amazing. I hate the Yankees, but you got to give them credit considering the. Uh, Injury issues they've suffered, where they are at is really legit impressive. As much as I hate them, you've got to give them props. And uh, it's going to be a really interesting, yet again this year, a really interesting uh, divisional race there to see who can come out on top. And then, of course, the wild card. You could see both wild cards from the AL East. Uh, right now, that's the case. And, again, we're, it's early, but uh, it's going to be fun to watch it play out. It's so much more fun to be able to watch this stuff when the Phillies are involved in uh, and, and competitive. It just makes everything else more fun, too. All right, tonight, another big one as Game 2 against the Brewers. Phillies looking to get on a bit of a roll here. Maybe uh, find a way to um, you know, already take a, a series tie through two would be fun and uh, get on a roll. It would be four straight. They've already won three straight coming off the two straight in KC. 
um, and they've won. Um, when you look at the last two of the Cardinals series, they've won five of the last six years. So this should be a, a fun opportunity to maybe get on a roll against the Brewers tonight as uh, the Phillies could use a roll, couldn't they? Uh, Jared Eikhoff will take on Brandon Woodruff. Eikhoff has been obviously just so good, um, unflappable. And uh, Brandon Woodruff, a really talented pitcher, but certainly has had some bad outings as well. So it should be a fun one tonight. I trust Eikhoff. I feel good with Eikhoff on the hill. Cr crazy to say, but that, that's where we're at. So uh, hopefully the Phillies can continue the roll against the Brewers tonight. Either way, we'll be back to talk about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.